Welcome to this edition of the Douglas County School District Growing Together podcast. We will be talking to leaders, educators, specialists, and community members about topics that matter to our students, our schools, and our community. Let's jump into this week's episode as we grow together. Well, welcome to 10 Meaningful Minutes. It's a little different today, as every day seems to be a little more different than the day before. We actually are all at home during our at-home day during these COVID times. My name's Lori Lacombe. I'm the Healthy Schools Coordinator. And today I'm with my friend and colleague, Erin Reagan, Counselor Lead for Douglas County School District. How you doing today, Erin? Hey, Lori, I'm, I'm good. All things considered, I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you? We are hanging in it. We find, we've been finding some light in all of this madness and enjoying family dinners and time outside and a little more sleep. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm really excited because we have Dr. Scott Cypers with us today. And Dr. Cypers is a professor at the University of Colorado at Denver. He is also affiliated with the uh, Johnson Anxiety and Depression Center. And he is one of the country's foremost experts on child and adolescent anxiety and depression. And uh, Dr. Cypers has been doing uh, training with our social workers, school psychologists, and counselors all this year. And uh, this is a relationship that's going to continue for the next couple of years. And I'm really excited uh, because he's been doing a lot of work and thinking about how to support families during the COVID-19 crisis. And so I'm really thrilled to have him on the podcast with us. Dr. Cypress, how are you doing today? Today's a good day, and thank you all for having me here. It's, uh, for us, the first day of our kids moving to online. I know you all have been doing it a little bit, but we are entering the great uh, educational experiment. (laughs) (laughs) That is a notable rite of passage uh, during this time, and I think it's something we'll all look back on and remember. So, Dr. Seifert, I I just want to jump right in and what advice do you have for families that are trying to balance school, work, staying safe, and all of the fear and uncertainty that exists right now? And I would say I have kind of three tips to start with. First and foremost, be kind to yourself. Everyone is putting a lot of pressure on themselves to try to do this perfectly to be the perfect parent, to be the teacher, to be working. And again, to be kind and understand that that's not possible and not what's expected. And to remember that anything we do, there's a learning curve and there's a learning curve to this whole thing of how do we balance and your kids are learning. And as you go through this learning curve, have some grace towards yourself. You're going to figure out as you go. You're going to try some things. Some things are going to work. Some things are not going to work. And be okay with that. And just keep trying to do it a little better and make it manageable for yourself. 
And that leads me into kind of tip number two is what I've been sharing with families and parents is that this is the worst marathon ever. You get no time to train. You've been thrown in. You can't stop running. You have to do it with minimal support. And you don't know when it's going to end. And that's one of the hardest things. It's not like you know how this is going to go. But one thing we've all tried to do is set a pace that's kind of too much for everything that's going on. So tip number two is really to try to set a manageable pace, both for you and your kids. And I have a little six-year-old at home. And one of the things we actually have been doing is trying to get out and do some running and things like that. But he is horrible at pacing. He runs really hard and really fast and then he's tired. And I see it and part of my job is to help him navigate a pace. And I think that it's true for all of us to find a pace that allows for, again, our own mental health, trying to balance the many roles we're trying to play and trying to figure it out and manage a crisis that we don't know when is going to end. And then my third tip that I just want to talk about, and I know I talk and can talk a lot about anxiety at this time and what I'm seeing, but I think the biggest tip um, that I'm seeing more with families is all of us are trying to talk about the lemonade going on, all the silver linings, all the good things, And I do think that's an important thing. And I want to encourage that. But I want to balance that with talking more about the lemons. Making it okay to sit with your kids and say, this sucks. This isn't fair. You don't get to have your prom. Graduation is going to look different. I'm working with high schoolers who can't go visit colleges right now. Juniors who don't know. SATs, so much has been lost. And I think making space for everyone to say, this sucks, and being okay with talking about how it sucks and making space for grieving in any way you can, but also balancing that with some of the lemonade we can make with the lemons. And that's where I've been most impressed, continuing to see the ingenuity of the human spirit and the creative ways people are trying to still connect try to find balance, try to try to still have fun, try to be creative. And I would encourage people to keep harnessing that um, at this time too. And I've been asking everyone every couple of days to kind of continue as a parent to check in just to your soul. What are you craving right now? What do you need? And then using that creative ingenuity to keep finding ways to get it. If you're recognizing you're feeling more lonely, how do I change it up and connect? If you're feeling more stir-crazy, how do I change my routine a little bit? And helping your kids kind of do that too, checking in and kind of seeing what's working and not working. And that leads me to the last thing is that there's this cool little researcher that I've talked about. His name is Scott Miller. And he talks about what makes some psychologists or therapists better than others. And he calls them super shrinks. And what super shrinks do and what he says makes them different than everyone else is they're open to a lot of feedback. 
they know they can always get better. That good growth mindset stuff. And so the other thing I would encourage you as a parent, especially if you have an older kid, take time and try to hear how they're doing um, and how you're doing as a parent. Hear their feedback. Incorporate that feedback. And then the last thing before kind of opening up another things, um, I would say another thing that I'm seeing more now, and this is going to go on later, is people have kind of forgotten or think that going through this crisis right now might take away some of the issues that they were dealing with before the crisis. If school was an issue before, school at home is still going to be an issue. If their family dynamics are tough and their relationships are strained, going through COVID isn't changing that. It's probably exacerbating these things. So some of these issues to continue to try to get support for yourself too and each other of how to help. So those are some of the quick tips and tricks that I'm seeing and kind of talking with a lot of kids, a lot of parents and families during this time. Wow. All I can say is you're like wisdom in a bottle, Dr. Cypress. <laughs> so I just I really appreciate that. Lori, do you do you have any follow-up questions for Dr. Snipers? My one question might be is, do you have any tricks or tips for helping to center kids at home if parents are wanting to have some of these conversations, but the kids are a little dysregulated or the kids are obviously struggling? Any tips for the parents out there to maybe get those conversations going or to center their children? So they can have those conversations? Yeah. And I think every, great question. And I think lots of kids are different. But I do think creating, again, formal sit-downs are usually not what kids are used to or anyone's used to unless that's been part of your routine. And I do think kids do better with these things through kind of activities. So that might be taking a walk with them, walking up. When you're playing a game, just kind of casually bring it out there. What's working? What's not working? Um, and to do it over sort of some activities or build it in, because a lot of, I guess, younger kids, and think about it this way, younger kids work better with routines. So that is one recommendation everyone's trying to do, and I built it with my kids, creating some structure. But create a structure, again, that's manageable for you and for them. But in that structure, you can create times to check in. So I'm doing this kind of larger, we'll talk about parent thing, but every week as part of the parent thing, I make the kids give me a grade, every one of them, on how we're doing as parents, what they like that we're doing, and what might be different. And we're kind of changing it based on what they're sharing, too. That's not a formal sit-down. That's when we're on a run walking the dog, or doing different things. And it seems to go better for my kids than kind of formal sit-downs. I love that piece of advice. I, I think spot on. Thank you for that. And I would say that's yeah, one good I'm going to try to, uh, I'll try to steal that myself. Dr. <laughs> all awesome. I just wanted to conclude with, with a final question that I ask a lot of folks that we have on our podcast. And thank you for taking the time to join us. If you could wave a magic wand, Dr. Cypers, and have um, our parents understand or take away one thing, 
remember one thing from this podcast, what would that be? So, Aaron, that's a great question. And I think the one piece of advice I would give parents is to really take time and enjoy as much as you can trying to be with your kid and get to know your kid, especially if they're younger. And again, as you're getting to know them, you're going to start to see some habits that are driving you nuts and that are causing you like, oh, if they keep whining or if they can't just sit still or they are refusing to do things because they're anxious, they can't do their work, to take note of those. And I think this is an opportunity to really try to focus on ways to help your kids with whatever you're seeing they struggle with in that way, to become observers of that. And there's a fair group of kids, especially in the anxiety world, who I'm calling the Wizard of Oz, no place like home kids. And so they're not experiencing so much anxiety right now. They're doing better. And it might be really nice as a parent to just take that reprieve and enjoy. And I do think you should. Yet at the same time, remember that they are going to have to leave Kansas or these behaviors they're seeing in Kansas are going to keep showing up in their life. And what can you start doing now to teach them differently, to help them with that, to learn a new way rather than having to whine to get their food or to get what they want? What's a different way to do that? And I do think the beauty of today, there's so many resources online and different places you can go and therapists to try to help you with some of those tools to teach your kids. And I would say that might be a great way to use your time is trying to help your kids with whatever those emotional skills, anxiety skills they might need. So when they go back to school, when they leave Kansas, they can be more successful. And so get to know them, but also get to know what's frustrating about them and then think of a new way to try to help them learn to do that differently. Again, sage advice. I just want to say thank you again, Dr. Cybers, for taking the time to join us. And we, uh, we'd love to have you back on another time if you'd be open to it. Anytime. So anything I can do for kids and families, especially for school districts, I wish when I always share the story, I think, Aaron, you know, I was a kid, fourth grade, went through my own depression, was always an anxious kid, and no one knew how to help me back when I was little. And I struggled and suffered as a result. And so I've dedicated my life to try to help others learn from what I had to learn and grow and to have some tools to make that journey a little easier. And so anything I can do to help spread that word and teach those skills to help future kids is what I'm all, what I've dedicated my life to do. It was either that or coach the Lakers and no one decided (laughs) to let me coach the Lakers. So here I am. Well, in, in speaking of help and resources, Uh, You have done, at this time, every Thursday night from 8 to 9.15 p.m. through the Johnson Depression Center, you and some colleagues have been doing a webinar. We do have that posted on on our website at uh, Douglas County, but we'll make sure that uh, that information accompanies this podcast as well. Oh, wonderful. And if there's anything I can do for you or your listeners, um, please reach out. 
Will do. Will do, Dr. Cypress. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Cypress. What a wonderful and meaningful time. Well, thank you all. 